Welcome to the Variant Bros. This is the Variant Bros issue number 13. And today we'll be covering Dark Ages number 3 and Kang the Conqueror number 4. And for our third variant, we'll be doing the Disney Plus announcements. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and introduce you to the team. Our first variant bro. Red fish, blue fish, we all end up being sucker fish. I give you Young G. Aromaropia. Our second variant bro. If you pluck a flower, shame on you. If you pluck a turkey, shame on him. And if you pluck a four-leaf clover, shame on both of you. I give you L charms. Let's get lucky. All right, our third variant bro. Hippity thippity doc, you better kick them rocks. I give you the professor. Some people call me the space cowboy. Other people call me Maurice. Okay, all right, I like that mix. <laughs> and I am Maddie. I'll be your host for today. And I'm gonna start with the what if question. And the question is, if you're stuck in a butterfly effect or like a groundhog day or in a loop, let's say, and you can't get like the love of your life or an item that you really want in the end, would you still want to go through the ropes and try to end up, you know, trying, trying again to get it? Or will you just say, oh, no, forget it. So there's two pathways, okay? End up going through it or forget about it. I'll start first. For me, I'll probably try like, 50 times try to tempt it into getting what I want, whether it's like the love of my life or an item that I really want, like a, you know, a comic or a car, let's say something like that. But if I don't get it like the hundredth time, I'm just gonna say, forget it and walk away. Let it be, let it be. I didn't know we could choose both. I thought we were limited <laughs> to one option. <laughs> oh no, I'm special. I could. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so y'all right. get one try, but I, I get a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to pass it on to Young G. Yeah, um, I'd do it. I'd definitely do it, but you're saying I, I know I won't get it in the end? Or yeah, you won't get it in, like it gets destroyed or, you know. But I, I know that from the get-go? As you, you know, try the first time, yeah, and a hundred times, yeah, it will keep on. See, I, I'd do it just to, good. like, master a new skill. Like, like at the end of the day, oh, let me go try, uh, you know, get okay. a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, so you just keep on trying, trying. You won't get tired of, like, losing, let's say, in the end? No. Okay. All right. Nothing wrong with that. Pass it on to L Charms. Yeah, I'm getting right out of the loop, man. I'm not even going to try. I'm just like, you already told me I can't get it. Yeah. So I'm already out. Yeah, I'm not going to try for that one. Out the door. Okay. Yeah. I'm Nothing wrong door. with that. How about you, Professor? All right. So a little bit of background knowledge on the Professor is that I used to play a lot of Pokemon games. I would say growing up, but I was 17 when I got my first one. And uh, obviously, there's a thing called shiny hunting. Oh, boy. And anybody who knows what that is, you're either recoiling in fear or... You know, shiny hunting is basically you reset the game. Like you save, you reset the game in hopes of getting like a shiny starter or just like a shiny Pokemon that you want to get. The odds are very, very low. Mm. And um, I wanted to try it one time. And after like the fifth or sixth time, I was like, you know what? Just forget this. So yeah, I'm getting out of the loop. You already told me I can't get it. Like if it's something that it's possible and I don't want to do it after five times, like if it's something that I can't do ever, like I, I, I'm, I'm out after the first try, like. I would love to stay in like a groundhog type world where I could, you know, be like young G and learn new skills and stuff like that. But if it's something that I really want, I'm not going to get like, no, I don't, I don't see a point in that. Just a side note to that. I actually did that shiny hunting and I caught myself a shiny Magikarp. Nice. In nice. Gen 2. Yep. Woo. Okay. You know, we all got the shiny red Gyarados in Gen 2. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. All good answers. All good answers. Uh, so now I'll pass it on to El Charms. For Dark Ages, issue number three, take it away. I've got the power! The story continues as our heroes realize Tony is missing. X-23 and Blade confirm that Tony was taken by Apocalypse. Black Panther sends Quicksilver to scout out Apocalypse's base. But what he finds is shocking. What did he see? And will he be able to get back safely? Find out in Dark Ages number three. Alright guys, so what did we like about this comic? Uh, right off the bat, I'm going to say that the artwork in the front, the cover is incredible. You have Reed Richards over there entangling Tony Snark and, uh, you know, and Sabanur ripping apart the uh, steampunk Iron Man armor that we've never seen in the actual comic. But, you know, he's still tearing it apart. I think that that's pretty cool artwork. I don't know if there's another one floating around out there. Yes, there is the variant covers. I didn't like them because they had Tony Stank on the cover. 
You mean Iron Man? Yeah, Tony you Stank. Mean the, the star. Yeah, you t- know, Tony Stank. Star. Star. He's, he's not even. <laughs> he's not even in this one. He's not even. The whole Wait. star is Spider Man. If I'm not mistaken, he was in your summary, right? But the, he's not the star of this one. But he's not. Literally, the mission, this whole thing. The mission. This whole thing is his narrated by Peter. Pe- but what was the mission? <laughs> he, dude, the narrator is Peter Parker for this whole series. This I know, but what was the mission though? Book. The mission was to get Tony Stark, right? No, the mission was to scope out Apocalypse's hideout. Yeah, because if you remember from my summary right here, <clears> it <throat> says, Black Panther sends Quicksilver to scout out Apocalypse's base. And that was the mission. To get <laughs> nope, Tony Stark. Nope. They didn't even go to get Tony Stark. Chump. What a chump. You mean Tony Stank? Nah, nah, nah. But anyways, moving on to the cover. The cover is great uh, just because, you know, I got it myself. Cool cover. <laughs> oh, that's the awesome cover. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's One in 50. Um, so if you're able to get it, that was one in 50, one in 50. Yeah. Really? What's wrong with his head? It's, it's like, great. What are you talking about? Power punch. Pack a punch. Anyway. Batman didn't need a power punch. I had a lame punch. I'm going to stay out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's actually talk about the uh, comic book story. What did you guys like about this one? As Matt D said. For me, I think, uh, the star or that like kind of popped up a bit other than Tony Stark. Uh, was uh, Quicksilver. You know, he was like the main uh, character in this issue number three. And um, I don't know, I kind of enjoyed the storyline of Quicksilver, you know, um, scoping out uh, Apocalypse uh, headquarters. And uh, I guess he kind of like choked a bit after seeing Magneto and got electrocuted. Yeah, let's talk about that. What was the plan? Like he's going up towards like a bunch of electricity and the plan was I'm faster than electricity. Was that it? Maybe he forgot what electricity looked like since there was none on Earth anymore. He wasn't uh, thinking I mean, anymore. Yeah, I guess, right? Maybe he thought it was Flash. Yeah, it's, uh, he was definitely very cocky. Uh, he yeah. was just like, whatever. Or, you know, threw caution to the wind, forgot where he was. Rookie mistake. But Yeah, really rookie mistake. Yep. But was it like the actual like magnetic by Magneto force or was it because Doc Ock, you know, trap? Didn't he say like he mentioned some type of trap or yeah. Apocalypse mentioned? Like, oh, it was good trap, that, Ock. Yeah. Doc Ock did something, but what he did, I have no clue. I thought that, you know, it was just because, you know, Magneto's in a lightning cage. So that's what I thought. But, you know, he was like, oh, good job, Doc Ock. Your traps worked. And I was like, Mm -hmm. he got into your base. He scoped you guys out. (laughs) And like, if he wasn't dumb, he would have gotten out with no problems. Like, I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good job to me. It doesn't sound like good traps either. (laughs) Quicksilver putting in work. I did like seeing how when he did get, I guess, you know, corrupt, when he did kill off a couple characters. I don't know if we want to. Just jump straight into that. Let's just jump straight yeah. into it. It's like right. my favorite part of this book. Uh, let me just say he kills a human torch. And I forgot the other person's name. Okoye. <laughs> there we go. But, uh, you act like you didn't see Black Panther in theaters with me. <laughs> I, I, I'm bad with names. What can I say? But, uh, you know, seeing human torch, I did want to see more of them. You know, especially in this first page, we get to see, it looks like uh, All Might here. Mixed for with the, that fired up, yeah. For Rage. the uh, listeners, here's a quick picture. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, and I was looking forward to see, like, you know, him putting in, putting in work, but... He did he, put in work. Yeah, he got outworked. He put in work, he heated up some tea, and uh, that's technically work. Hey, man, where <laughs> would they be without that tea heating up? It's like a butterfly effect, mm-hmm. or Groundhog Day. Yeah, if she didn't have that tea, who knows? He might not have been in the comic in the yeah. first place. But Very that is true. one He might still thing. be alive if he didn't heat up that tea. That's true. That is one good thing about this comic that I really like, is that you get to see so many heroes. You know, you get yeah. to see X-23, you get to see Blade... You get to see Susan Storm mm-hmm. and, you know, all the other, the rest of the Fantastic Four, except for the thing, because mm. he's, yeah, <laughs> well, didn't make it. The this thing got, got. Previous, yeah. He's a pile of rocks somewhere in the middle of the year. Oh. But, yeah, you know, you get to see a whole bunch of different As, as opposed to what? And villains. Like, <laughs> as opposed to all the other rocks floating around <laughs> in the middle of the year. As opposed to him being a pile of rocks on the surface of the earth, like, <laughs> he was always a pile of rocks. <laughs> no, but something else I really did like about this comic, and I know... Young G already mentioned it. The deaths, they actually seem to stick. No one's over here trying to bring anyone back. No one's no one's talking about we can still bring them back. Let's go get the Dragon Balls. Like, oh, no, that's yeah. not that's not happening in this book. It is a great tension builder, though. I really like this comic book in particular, because every issue you still get a good cliffhanger and it has a good payoff. Not like uh another comic we will be reviewing today. What about the nice surprise in the end with the we uh, finally get Miles Morales with the symbiote, right? Yeah, we finally finally get, finally get that. I was waiting for that. Miles Morales plus Venom plus Carnage. 
plus ultra. ultra. There you go. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty great seeing something like that. Um, first camo of that, and people are hyped up. To be honest, I've been like reading some posts, and they're looking forward to the next issue. As oh, yeah. you know, as we all are. Yeah, this uh, this is one of the best stories that Marvel has put out in quite a while. I don't know. I can't remember the last time we all agreed with a Marvel story. Mm, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I think this one and Last Revenant are up for a comic book of the years or the year for the, for me this year. Whoa, yeah. high praise. Yep. I probably agree with that too, you yeah. know. I'm not going to say no. I'm hoping they do like a series too in the end, you know, like for Dark like Ages. Yeah, it's Dark gonna... Ages or The Last Ronin. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There'll be a MCU uh, adaptation for the Dark Ages. I really hope uh, so. I yeah. would watch that unless they, you know, completely screw it up. But that's neither here nor there yet. Uh-huh. But definitely, okay. I think these are the when I would say these are like the most limited series. Like for limited series, these are definitely comics of the year. Not for you know series series mm-hmm. ongoing okay. series. I I don't really have too many high picks there. Yeah, those have way too many peaks and valleys. But Dark Ages is definitely you know pedal to the metal. Every page is there. There's always something interesting, and you know, like I don't know if all of them are like this, but now that I'm thinking about it, like they all start kind of like positive and like, hey, the world is healing, and everyone dies, you know, then towards the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that that's pretty cool. Um, I like that Apocalypse is actually doing something in this yeah, comic because uh-huh. I mean, we've had what maybe three or four comics with him in it, and this is like the first time that he's actually done anything substantial. Uh, so I think that it's pretty cool. I want to know, like, what else are they going to be doing with Magneto? Like, what comes next, you know? Everybody's worried because Tony Stark is, like, supposedly the world's most... Dangerous man alive. Dangerous man alive because he creates weapons. That's all he does. So, but I don't I don't really know how weapons gets you out of this. You know, like, weapons doesn't bring the electricity back. And... Well, they already succeeded in that. Like, by, kind use, of, by, by using the, Magneto as a Faraday cage, they've already succeeded in bringing electricity back to small area. A small area, yeah. yeah but, like, it's not going to bring everything back to... It was enough to take out um, Quicksilver. Yeah, well, that's not... According to the MCU, <laughs> that's not an accomplishment. <laughs> I was just going to say that it's pretty cool to see, like, you know, villains and heroes working together. Like, you know, oh, okay, not yeah. only do you have, you know, Doc Ock, Apocalypse, and the Purple Man, also known as Kilgrave. But, you know, you do have some heroes over there, too. Reed Richards that we find out that, you know, well, Sue finally finds out that he's been alive the past four years. And also that their son, Franklin, has also been alive, too. And that they're working with Riri Williams, too. So it's just like, you know, heroes and villains on both sides, you know. The, uh, you kind of get to mix and match Doctor Doom with, uh, you know, Black Panther. So I think that it's really interesting that the teams have kind of, like, switched a couple of players. I also think it's interesting, sorry. I also think it's interesting that they brought Kilgrave in because we don't really see him in comics and all of a sudden now he's popping in on this one. Thank you, Jessica Jones, season one. Yes. Okay, so what we didn't like about this comic. I know it's hard, but if you have anything. I do have one gripe with this comic. It does have a little bit of a feel in the beginning that it could be filler. It isn't, but it just has that kind of feeling that it like if they wrote this the wrong way, this would definitely be a filler comic. I'm glad it wasn't. The only thing that I don't like about this is that Johnny Storm in the beginning is like, oh, I melted through Galactus. And then he like overheats himself to make tea. And like the kettle's fine. Like, why don't we just make armor out of that kettle? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't see, like that's the strong, world's strongest kettle. Like, honestly. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... I just, that's, that's something that I was like, huh, that's really interesting, you know? And then everybody's like having a picnic while Donnie's over there blowing himself up to make some tea. What was her name? Who got her uh, head 180? Okoye. Okoye's spear is made of that same metal as that teapot because it went right through Johnny and it didn't melt either. Oh, snap, a vibranium teapot? That kind of seems like a teapot. waste. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, I like Eltron's mention about the Steam Iron Man and the cover. You don't really see that in the storyline whatsoever. So I was really kind of bummed out about that. But I like, think that's why every, every one of these Dark Ages comics, their covers are amazing, but we haven't we seen see anything from the covers on the, in the comic book. So that, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a pattern. I'm seeing it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's giving it a bad reputation. I was about to say that too, that, you know, they show off Iron Man, they're showing off these characters again, but same thing. They're not in the actual comic. Maybe Although, it's just a preview to the next issue though. Or maybe the last couple issues. Who knows? Yeah. But we did finally get Miles Morales venomized, carnage yeah. eyes, symbioted. Finally, so 
hopefully we see some action from him on that side of it. You, you think he volunteered for that? Like he was like, oh, you know, they convinced him like, oh, if you combine with Venom and Carnage, then you could be, uh, you know, great help. Or you think he, he just kind of gave it to him. They're like, oh, here, let's send the symbiotes. I don't know. I think maybe Kilgrave was involved with this one. Like he seems to be like the central point for Apocalypse's plan. Like, we're going to get Doc Ock, we're going to get Reed Richards, we're going to get Riri Williams, we're going to get Tony Stark, and they can't do it without Kilgrave. I have two theories. One, that when, you know, like like the lights went out, like apartments fell and crumbled and stuff like that because of the earthquakes and stuff like that. So I'm saying Miles' family maybe got killed, mm-hmm. and so that drove him into the dark, kind oh, of like okay. whatever, you know, I'll take on the symbiotes. Or, see, also, you know, during the earthquakes and everything, when the power went out, he got injured. Maybe he lost like an arm or like a leg or something like that. I kind of remember maybe something like that. And now with the symbiote, like he has like the arm back, kind of. Like it's not for real, but like, you oh, know. okay. I really it's hope it's cool that one. one. I really hope it's that one. Like he's missing a body part or something. That would yeah. be really cool. I'm not sure if I'm misremembering that that already happened to him or if I'm thinking of T'Challa and what if. But like, yeah, yeah, that happened there too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that too. But pretty cool theory. Now it just makes me want like. T'Challa Black Panther with Venom or something like that, like a symbioted oh, Black man. Panther. That, That'd be yeah. cool. That'd be I kind of want to see that now too. Nice, nice. Hit me up, Marvel. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're, now we're going to wrap it up and give our grading scale. Um, I'll go first. Uh, again, this is for Dark Ages issue number three. Um, as I said before, I was kind of bummed out that we didn't get to see uh, Steam Iron Man uh, with his suit um it was all for show but he wasn't really in the storyline as much i do like the fact how uh quicksilver was you know the star of this uh comic um just because you know you don't really see him as much you know as other you know um marvel's a-listers out there and i do like how the fact like how he was controlled by the bad guy and he killed you know his uh, allies um like one of the scenes is pretty crazy how they snapped uh oh okoye okoye I knew that. <laughs> uh, overall, great story, and I look forward to the Miles uh, Morales uh, symbiote and Carnage. That I'm looking forward to. Um, that being said, I'm going to give it a Kawabunga. So I'll pass it on to Young G. Yeah, um, I think the, this comic does a lot of things right in terms of, like, it's still building up, but we're getting somewhere at the same time. Uh, we have a lot of, you know, characters we look forward to. A character I'm kind of looking forward to is Spider-Man, you know, Peter Parker. If he's narrating all this, I want to see what more he's seen and what more he's been doing. So I, I figured like he should be like, he's probably a big piece. Maybe not right now, but fairly soon. So I want to see what they do with them. Uh, overall, I give it a 9. 9 out of 10. Nothing too bad about this one. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Okay. What about you, L Charms? I think this comic is really well done. Like I said already, it's definitely going up there for limited series of the year for me. It's a story that keeps on giving and keeps on building at the same time. So it doesn't feel like we're wasting any time on filler or wasting too much time building up to some sort of conclusion. We are building up in the right direction. We're still getting cliffhangers at the end of every at the end of every issue, and we're still getting payoffs at the beginning in the middle of every issue. The deaths seem to matter. People die and they're not coming back magically. Love that. So it's going in the stash pile for me. All right, all right. Moving on to the professor. As for myself. Uh, I really enjoyed this comic. Personally, um, I give it an A. This is like one of the best comics that I've read all year. Um, you know, I know we didn't get Steampunk Iron Man, but we did get Crispy Quicksilver. Oh my God, I had to say that three times real fast. Crispy Quicksilver, you know, because when Johnny does kind of like erupt, you know, Sue kind of puts up a barrier, but doesn't quite get all of Quicksilver. So, you know, part of him ends up getting a little fried. I think that that's pretty cool, pretty funny. We'll see what happens. Maybe, you know, he gets some blades on his legs instead of like actually having legs. But I think that that's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I love the art in this. I think that it's very creative. It's a very creative concept. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how the end game unwraps, you know, pun intended. Or I don't know if that's fun. One thing um, I just want to pull up is that Apocalypse actually tells miles and i'm not sure if it's because it's miles venom and carnage or if it's because there's others but he says are the three of you ready i'm not sure who he means by three so i'm really looking forward to the next issue maybe it's not just you know carnage and miles and venom but maybe it's like other symbiotes and other spiders as well because you know maybe silk is out there or spider woman maybe they're also bonded to symbiotes ghost spider you know they could have like scream lasher phage riot all those other ones so Lots and lots and lots of possibilities. All right, guys. So that's our grading for 
Dark Ages issue number three. I suggest, you know, pick this up because this series is hot and it's going to continue to be hot. So pick it up if you can. Yeah, like 90 years, it'll be worth like, you know, $10. So <laughs> oh, come on. Unless <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you get those one in 50 with Tony oh, yeah. on the cover. Oh, yeah. hot, hot, hot. Yeah, that'll be $500 in the future. You can definitely it. sell that to Mad D for uh, $500. <laughs> He'll take it off your hands. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe in the future, $500 won't be enough for a loaf of bread, but who knows? Or we'll all be underwater. All right, guys. So now we're going to move on to Kang the Conqueror, issue number four. I'm going to pass it on to L Charms. Time keeps on slipping. Kang arrives into the far future, a post-apocalyptic wasteland where he finds Ravona once again. You know what they say. The couple who commits horrible acts of violence together in the post-apocalyptic wasteland breaks up this triggers kang to start a hundred year conquest and in the end there's only one stronghold left out on earth who controls this last holdout and will kang be able to conquer it find out in kang the conqueror number four what did you guys like about this comic i'll go first since i'm probably the only person in this room who thought that this was a pretty good comic is it perfect no is it in contention for limited series of the year no but um i thought that it was pretty pretty good and the fact that like you know it is kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy just kind of like how we thought in the beginning where this has always happened to king this will always happen to king and i guess destiny is just one of those things that you can't really break out of you know and i think that it's pretty interesting that like you know we get to see that change and we get to kind of see him be like okay well i didn't want to be exactly like king even though i am king but i'm gonna be king i just think that you know no matter how far you run away, you can't ever really run away from yourself. But I don't know. What did you guys think? That's one way to look at it. Uh, I kind of take the same path that you took. It's like, yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But that's kind of where I end. Like, and what? Kang's supposed to be the next big bag of the Marvel Universe. And he still doesn't seem like a threat to me. Like, if we're talking Kang and Thanos, I'm more scared of Thanos than I am of Kang. So what? He can time travel. That's it. Yeah, for me... uh. Reading Kang the Conqueror number four, the vibe, it was, I was kind of let down in the end, you know, beginning, you know, he sees Ravona in the future. Um, he, I guess, falls in love over again, but Ravona, you know, wasn't having that, you know, violently, like she didn't want, you know, to be his uh, lover, I guess. And I was like, cool. All right. Finally, you know, he gets it. And because of that, you know, he moves on, he hates love and, you know, he just, continues you know to do his things conquer and once he sees a new illusion of ravona in the future right as like a highness or whatever princess he goes back and falling in love with her again i'm like really really all i can say is that you know it has the same pattern that you can't break out of and if you want to beat you know kang the conqueror it's it's love that's his weakness and a story what about you young g what are your thoughts yeah, you know, everyone said it best. Uh, you can't outrun yourself, and destiny is all. And the worst part is, there's no flying sphinx. That's what kills this mm. issue, you know? Yeah, the flying sphinx. How can I forget? The best character. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> right? That's that's the very bro's, uh, you know, spirit animal. <laughs> the flying sphinx. In fact, if anybody wants to make art, you know, for, the art, for us, throw up on our Instagram and stuff like that, hey, flying sphinx is our new, gonna be like our new thing, so... We're all going to get it tattooed. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a logo. That's mm -hmm. the logo. The flying imagine, sphinx. Imagine us like Power Rangers though, but like with a flying sphinx, right? So like our flying sphinx is our, our sword, you know? Like, I already, cla all, I already claimed it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I already claimed it. I'm just going to pull out my morph and be like, flying sphinx. No, but we all we all do this. Yeah, yeah, we all get like a different part, you know? Like Young G's going to be in like the leg, you know? <laughs> I'll try to be in the head. I'll control the wings. Mad D can control the tail. I don't know. <laughs> No, but back to the comic book, man, this feels like a drag when I was reading it. I kind of got bored as I was going along. And I mean, now that I think of it, it makes sense why Kang feels like an emo emotionally stunted man child. Like, oh, I hate you. I'm going to go conquer the world. Oh, I love you again. Let me save you. Like, man, come on. Like everything he does is just based around one person. Like he's so shallow, man. Yeah, very true. I mean, he tries to conserve her body and hoping, you know, to bring her back to life or like something in the end you know like what's that about like really just let it be let it be you know what i always say if you're gonna kill someone off 
let them stay dead. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really get those vibes when I was reading this. I will say that it is a very wordy comic. There's so many speech bubbles and so much, like, I guess, inner monologue, really. Like, nobody really talks. It's just yeah. kind of Kang to Kang connection, I guess. And uh, And so it's just... I don't know. There, there's a lot of talking, so I understand that a lot of people might not be as interested as I was, but I don't know. I, I managed to be pretty enthralled. Uh, there was certain parts that I wish that they had like expanded on more. Uh, like There's this kind of like timeline thing where he goes and he conquers, and you get to see all the people that he overthrew, but you don't really get to see like the battles. And he just kind of explains, like, oh, I overthrew this kingdom. You know, Nobody was a match for me. I overthrew this wizard who was going by the name of kang who really wasn't kang but might have probably been kang i don't know yeah, and, like he uh, wasn't satisfied at all he was just uh. yeah and like i guess l charms is correct in the fact that like he's like emotionally stunted and uh he is also kind of just i don't know plain i guess like but i'm not sure if that's intentional or not but definitely the part where he's like throwing a hissy fit because a girl rejected him that was that was definitely kind of dumb um I don't, part of me wants to be like, he's a teenager, but I'm like, I don't know. He's lived like, what, 27,000 years. <laughs> so I don't think he could really be a teenager at that point. But, you know, he is kind of like that. You know, he's petty and, you know, he conquered the whole world, shows up at Ravona's doorstep and it's just like, oh, snap. And I mean, I don't know. It's not that it's the first story to do something like that where he's just like, oh, I can do this. And then, you know, you get there and he can't do it because, you know, he's like, you want to hate her, but you can't. I don't know. Um, the love story is a little, I don't want to say shoehorned in there, but it's just like, it's just in there and it just kind of floats along with like the rest of Kang. It's like, it's not as important. Now, I do disagree with L-Charms and that Kang is going to be the next big bad. I don't even think that he's much of a bad guy, you know, because like he does flip-flop all the time and like the comic said that he was a hero to impress Ravona for a while before, you know, spoiler, she got killed. But like, uh, yeah. I'm not the one saying it though. I mean, I think that's the consensus that Kang is supposed to be the next big, big bad. I just, I, I always, th I'm always saying he's the red herring. Like he's just gonna end up being like another Ultron, you know, just a yeah, he's like a villain of the week. Known, yeah, or you know, maybe he'll have a couple movies where I don't know. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have some Kang on Kang violence in the multiverse. Uh, or mul yeah, it's multiverse. Multiverse now, right? of madness. Yep. So it's just like you know, he's gonna be going up to the heroes like, uh, I did something bad, and here I come. And, you know, he's going to try to conquer and, you know, they're going to kick his butt, whatever. So, yeah, that's that's my five cents because I've just been talking. So. <laughs> <laughs> but just to kind of put this into perspective, this is issue number four of a five issue series. Like, I don't know if we, we kind of realize that, that these whole four issues before this, like, they really haven't been that great. Like, if this is Kang's backstory, I was expecting more. Like I, like I said, I don't see him as a threat to any of the, the heroes in the Marvel Universe. Maybe because they're inexperienced, most of the new ones that are coming up. Maybe that's why he's a threat. But even then, I don't see him as that big of a threat. Yeah, if this is, what, five issues run, and if we're number four, I didn't really see much of Kang to conquer. Like, just short snaps of, like, him fighting against, you know, random kingdoms or kings and conquerors. But you only see, like, a page or two, and that's it. It's like... It doesn't like impact you like, oh, yeah, he like really actually conquered, you know, this world or galaxy or, you know, I didn't get that feel whatsoever. All I got in this series so far is just him and Ravona. That was like the main story. And it's a love story series. That's what I get from Kang the Conqueror issue one through four so far. The thing is, it's selling well. People are picking it up. It goes off the shelves every week. So, hey, you give okay. the people what they like. Yes. Yeah, people like Kang. And I don't know. Like I said, Unlike all my other variant bros, I I enjoyed it. It's not like the greatest ever, but um, you know, I guess we'll talk about something else now. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like we kind of like said like our negative stuff, but if you had to, you know, say more or you know, put the with the needle in the coffin or nail. oh, you want me to put the nail the, in? You want like, me to put the nail in the coffin? Yeah, what yeah. would it be? Or like, and I, we kind of said like a lot to begin with, so. The fact that it's, I think my nail, the nail in the coffin for me for this story is we're on issue number four of five. And like I said it before, it feels like he's not a real threat. Mm -hmm. He's easily angered. I guess he's motivated by his anger. I mean, girl rejects him and he conquer. He starts a hundred year conquest. Like, right. damn, he's motivated. I mean, isn't that all of Marvel 
bad guys though because doesn't thanos have the exact same story yeah. where he like goes after death she says no so he kills everybody and then she's like well now you're too powerful so you know it's just like i don't know good maybe, point uh, good point there good point there you know i i take that back so thanos of the comics is not as scary as thanos we got in the mcu which you know is debatable if thanos in the mcu is even that scary or if it's just the stones so i mean i don't know i guess it just depends on what they choose to do with him and maybe there's a reason why kang is the bad guy in Ant and the Wasp, Quantumania, and not, you know, the whole of everything, you know? No, I'm just saying, it's uh, it's definitely, I'm not looking forward to him on the big screen. All right, guys, that being said, we're going to wrap it up and give our grading for Kang the Conqueror number four. I'll go first. Like I said, it's a love story overall, issue one through four for me. Uh, rerun, same storyline. Um... Like I said, his weakness is love. That's what it's about. And Ravona. Um, I was kind of digging it in the beginning, like how Ravona, you know, denied him and his love. And he, you know, he went out to go conquer for 100 years. But then once he see another Ravona, he gets weak on the knees and falls in love with her over again. So I'm like, really, dude? So I was just disappointed in the end. That being said, I'm going to give it a Kawa bummer. Now I'm going to pass it on to Young G. Yeah, rinse and repeat. It's like, you know, you get the same thing, same formula in the last, you know, four issues. Um, I think I went in, into this, like, series with expectations of seeing, like, Kane being a threat, as El Charms was saying. You know, why is he going to be the next big bad? Hopefully this series will tell us, you know, why. But it's more about, you know, his feels, maybe how he builds his motive. And I don't know, it wasn't, I don't think it was meant for me. So issue number four, I give it a four. Boom. All right. How about you, El Charms? I mean, you guys have heard me say it already, so I'm just going to tell you right now. It's going in the trash. With one issue left, the story hasn't given us enough, and it's already over. I can't find a reason why Kang is a threat. Again, it's just he's not compelling as a villain to me. Maybe they'll set him up as a hero, and maybe that's where he's going. But even then, it just Kang, to me, is not the right character for this. Okay, okay. Moving on to The Professor. Yeah, kind of like El Charms, I already spoke extensively about how I feel about this. But um, yeah, I think I will, I'm going to give this a C plus. Um, it did have a lot of potential. I remember the first, maybe the first one or two were really good. And we were like, oh, if there's only five, there can't really be that much filler, right? So, you know, boy, don't we look great now. <laughs> yeah, I think that one of the main problems with this is just that there's no bad guy, really. Like the whole story is just, Kang and Ravona and Kang trying to, I don't know, break the loop, not break the loop. So maybe it's just because it's so abstract that there's not really like, you know, it, we can't really get excited for what's to come because there is nothing there. You know, at the end of this one, at least like he, I guess he's attempting something that he never attempted before, or he's going to, maybe he did attempt it before, you know, I guess we'll never really know until the la the next one, but um overall like i said you know i gave it around a c it's a pretty decent one you know if you're looking to get more info on kang then you know you want like a quick summary this is probably the one for you but if you really want like you know to dive deep into kang maybe the timeless one that's coming out in december maybe that one might be a better fit for you uh that being said the art here is pretty good too the splash pages are as always very very well done so if you are one of those people then yeah i'd say grab it okay and yeah we all have like mixed ratings uh it all depends on you too whatever you like it or not um and everyone has their opinion like for me last time i enjoyed venom number one but all my variant bros they had a different taste so whatever you know comic book you know storyline wise if it's good for you then it's good for you all right that being said we're gonna move on to the pal pick of the week i'm gonna start off first with mine and it is what's the furthest place from here uh this was published by image and it's by boss and rosenberg and this is issue number one uh, i'm just gonna give you a quick uh quick summary on this one uh so basically it's a post-apocalyptic uh storyline i don't know how they got there though but there are like certain groups out there and they have their own territories and their own uh, rules and you know other groups know like what's the rules are all about and if they break it they'll you know come and knocking at your door um so far so good it's a really hefty book for issue number one uh similar to like venom number one 
that heavy. It's like a pound, like two comics in one. <laughs> um, but so far, so good. And I'm going to leave it there. So now I'm going to pass it on to Young G. All right. So my... Pow. Thank you. Thank you, Ultramans. Uh... Pow. <laughs> I feel like only one person should do it every time. <laughs> yeah, it rotates. It rotates. Uh, Mine? This is my turn. Next, yeah, it's your turn. Uh, or next time it's your turn, Professor. Uh, my pow <laughs> is the United States of Captain America, issue number three. There's, there's five in total. I'm letting it right now. So we're, I, I, you can take a wild guess what the next two are, you know? Yeah, it's called cheating, but we'll allow it. So we did get an- another Captain America. That's the formula, you know, for the series. Is we get a new Captain America who's, you know, kind of like a, like a normal human, average day Joe, average day Joe. Uh, putting in work for the community. Uh, this was uh, a new Captain America and Joe Gomez, a Native American Captain America. It was pretty cool. Uh, he actually puts in work compared to like the last two, I feel. Uh, not to downplay what the, others, what the other two Captain Americas did. And right now, I guess in terms of progress of capturing the imposter Captain America who, you know, runs like Quicksilver and the Flash and has a shield. They're still on, he's still on the loose. They're still trying to get him. And I guess in these next two issues, we'll see if he... You know, Steve Rogers gets his shield back. Uh, overall, I give this one a seven and a half. Pick it up or don't. Okay, okay. Native Captain America. Sounds exciting. Why is his name Joe if he's Native American? I have no idea. All right. All right, so I'll pass it on to L-Charms. All right, my pal for this week is Radiant Black, issue number nine by Kyle Higgins, Eduardo Ferrigato, Marcelo Costa, and Becca Claret. Becca, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> Line. Becca Carey. Becca Carey. This is the best comic book you're sleeping on. I know I picked I picked it as a pal before. I used um, issues one through six as one of my pals. But if you're not reading it, you need to read it. This issue deals with the aftermath of the first major battle. Marshall deals with the baggage of being a superhero in the age of social media, along with having his best friend in a coma. All these things are stemming from the first battle. The biggest thing that I see here that makes this one of the I would say one of the comic books of the year for me is the fact that they don't sugarcoat anything and it's relevant like this is definitely targeted at at us millennials you read the book you can relate to it you understand the struggles definitely if you haven't read it yet pick it up you could actually pick up volume one which is uh, issues one through six for 8.99 on amazon right now so pick it up it's a good read yeah, I've slept on Radiant Black before. It's not that comfortable, but, you know, you get used to it. It's nice and cold in the middle of the night, so that's nice. All right, all right. So now we're going to pass it on to the professor. Okay. So, as usual, I have something from DC. You know, we did all of Marvel today, so let's show some equal love. So I picked up Robins, issue one of six, uh, by Celie Rivas and Farajado Jr. Um, I really like this issue. It's really interesting because all the Robins get together. And you get to see really what it means to be a Robin, you know? Um, I don't... Okay, this is going to be a terrible joke. But all the Robins gather around Robin. <laughs> okay, and uh, they just kind of discuss, like, how what it means to them. Because, you know, Dick Grayson says, you know, I was the first Robin. And Damian Wayne says, I was born to be Robin because my dad is Batman. And Tim Drake is like, well, I asked to be Robin. You know, and stuff like that, it kind of delves into the stories of all the Robins so far. And that's what I think makes this comic really unique is that you kind of get to see their perspectives and you kind of get to see a little bit of how they feel about their time, you know, wearing the red and green, you know. So um, then you kind of get like a nice little tease and a little stunner at the end where you're just like, oh, my God, I've never heard of this person before. I don't know if they're new or not. I feel like they are. But, um, you know, pick up the comic book to find out who it is and uh, what they're after. Is it the, uh, is it the n- new Robin? She says she's the first Robin. Yes. Her introduction was actually pretty, uh, that, that book's going hot right now. I'm just letting you know. Oh, uh, yeah. She's, yeah. she's crazy. If you can pick up Robins, <laughs> pick it up because it is getting really hot, especially if you can pick up one of the variant copies. Good to know. Good to know. All right, guys. So that's our pal. So our next variant which is our third variant, Disney Plus announcements. And those drops were Moon Knight, Secret Invasion, Echo, Spider-Man Freshman Year, Agatha, House of Harkness, Marvel Zombies, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, What If Season 2, X-Men 97, I Am Groot, and Ironheart. Thank you, l
It's quite a list. All right, guys. That being said, now that you heard all those series coming up, what are the top three that you really want to watch? I'm going to kick it over to the professor. I knew I was going to be first. This is why you don't make eye contact with somebody asking the question. <laughs> all right. Uh, so my top three, definitely number one is Moon Knight. Uh, number two is definitely She-Hulk. Number three, oh, is uh, What If Season 2. Um, if I have to have an honorable mention, it's going to be uh, Agatha House of Harkness because, you know, she had like a relatively decent role in WandaVision and she turned that into her own spinoff show and that takes a lot of charisma and, you know, I'm glad that she actually got it. Pizzazz. Moxie, if you will. A little bit of all of that. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Pass it on to Elchar. All right. My top three. Starting off with number one, I want to see What If Season 2. I actually really like the What If series. And I'm looking forward to getting more of those episodes. Number two will be Marvel Zombies. I don't know if this is spinning off the What If series, but it doesn't look like it because the logo looks like the original Marvel Zombie logo. And lastly, I'm going to have to go with X-Men 97. I remember watching X-Men as a kid and the fact that they're going to be continuing that is pretty cool. And our friends over at Arsenal actually have one of the original writers come in every now and then. So if you want to... When I catch him, go to Arsenal down in Newberry Park. I just remember the theme song. Can't get that out of my head. Oh, yeah. That thing was, that was catchy, man. Okay, okay. So now I'll pass it on to Young G. Yeah, so my, so my first pick is Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Thank you. Uh, after that, it's Spider-Man freshman year. What's wrong? I'm freshman, you know? Uh, and my third pick, X-Men 97, because, you know, I'm a 90s kid, and I kind of grew up on that. Oh, show, so <laughs> just to let our audience know, he's completely lying. He okay, missed the, he missed the nineties. I am the nineties. Literally born on ninety eight. Literally missed all of X Men. <laughs> Don't expose <laughs> me like please. you can't give out that kind of information. Uh, yeah, just give out a okay. social security number while you're at <laughs> it. Yeah, oh my goodness. that is. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a nineties kid. All right, pass it to uh, <laughs> pass it to Mad D. Oh, thank you, Young G. So my top three are X-Men 97. You all know why. I'm a 90s kid. Uh, and shout out to Jim Lee, you know, because of him, you know, he designed, you know, the new X-Men uh, series. So that's pretty dope. So I enjoy that very much. And I look forward to the continuation of the storyline. Uh, second pick, I'll probably say Miss Marvel, to be honest, just because, you know, I enjoyed reading uh, Miss Marvel uh, when I read the volume one. And my third pick is Ironheart. Um, I want to know more about her. And, you know, it's uh, Iron Man related. So that's something that I look forward to. So those are my top three. Did Did you put on Armor Wars on here? Was it dropped that day? The logo was. <laughs> Not according to my resources. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Armor Wars is on there. But, yeah. I guess no one really cares that much about I guess Rody. not. Yeah. Right? Like... <laughs> it's okay, War Machine. It's all good. It's all good. All right, guys. So those are our top three. So now we're going to say our like least favorite one out of the bunch. I'll go first to break the ice. Um, I'm just looking through it right now. I'll say out of all, I am Groot, probably. I'm about to throw that, you know, um, out there. That's probably like for like kids, to be honest. I'm thinking like toddlers, you know, that type of audience that they're targeting. And not, you know, for, you know, the adults and younglings out there. So that's like my least favorite one out of the bunch. How about you, Young G? I'm about to go with Marvel Zombies. Really? Yeah. I think that whole like series and, you know, even in the what if, I think it's a little overrated. Even though it has like some good plot. I just, I don't know. It never really got my attention. Wow. He doesn't watch it for the plot. Whoa. Okay. Surprise right there. How about you, El Charms? Moon Knight. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to Moon Knight. I'm not going to say he's overrated or anything. It's just not my taste. Hopefully, I'll be pleasantly surprised. But looking at the trailer, it looks like he's overacting. It feels like he's overacting. Must be a good actor. (laughs) (laughs) To overact? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Okay, okay. How about you, Professor? Um, I just noticed another one you don't have on here is the Guardians uh, holiday special. Listen, you're the (laughs) professor. Where are your notes? You didn't come prepared to class, man. At least I have something on my paper. I still have more than you. (laughs) 
But um, it's definitely probably a tie between either the Guardians Holiday Special or I Am Groot. I just why are you hating on the Guardians? I don't so much? mind the Guardians. It's just like a holiday special. Like if you're gonna do a Christmas thing for people who don't know anything about Jesus Christ because they are from different planets. Planets that Jesus has presumably never been to. <laughs> I can't say for sure. Hey man, we don't know how Jesus <laughs> is in the MCU. Like, what but if he's like an omnipotent? Who knows? I mean, yeah, I think that's how it works in the DC universe, oh, I think, God, no. but not in the Marvel universe. I don't know. I don't know though. I just, I don't know. I think it's kind of silly. And I'm Groot. I just, I think they're just trying to capitalize off of little baby Groot because, you know, they got baby Yoda, baby Groot. You know, they might do a whole. Remember when everybody was doing kind of like that baby thing? Because Baby Peanut was also around. Oh, and yeah. Like, everybody just wanted, like, a little baby mascot. Like, thankfully, Ronald McDonald didn't do it. Oh, God. <laughs> mm. But, I mean, I just, I don't know. Uh, it's not really very entertaining for me. Listen, I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping the Guardians of the Galaxy hol- holiday special is just as bad as the, as the um, Star Wars holiday special. And I think that's what they're going for. I'm thinking they're doing an homage to Star Wars. It's going to be a travesty. Oh, I'm waiting for it. It's going to be so good. Actually, I'm with you on that. I hope they do that. Too. Yeah, seriously. It's going to be so bad. It's going to be so bad. It's good. <laughs> well, yeah. they better hope so. Do you guys really think that that's possible, though? Because, I mean, I don't know. Maybe back in the day, it was more it was like easier to make something so bad that it's good. Like everything that's so bad now. Have mm-hmm. you, do, can you guys think of anything that they've made recently that's Psycho so bad Gore it's man. been good? Psycho Gorman. I don't know what that is. It's, trust me, it's so bad it's good. Like so bad, like they had, like they did a reboot and now it's good, or no, like just, it like, just came no, no, no. back. Like, like the holiday special back then was so bad, but uh, like people love it now. Or, or or Evil Dead, like the first Evil Dead, so bad that it's good. Okay, I'm thinking yeah. like Hocus Pocus. It was really okay. Bad. Yeah, Hocus Pocus was another one that when was it, so it bad that it was totally good. bombed, and now like everyone's like in love with it. It's I have a no cult idea classic. Yeah. No, I don't. Know. I don't know if you want to admit that on on the air. I don't know what Hocus Pocus oh, is. God, no. Wow. <laughs> Did I, we, oh wait, you weren't there. My address is seven seven. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> One two three four Fake Street. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to talk about a little bit of the She Hulk trailer. What do you think of that? Like, what do you think of uh, Bruce Banner being in it? Like the Hulk. I mean, he has to be in it because that's how she gets her powers. Is at least in the comics, you know, she gets into like a uh, accident and he gives her like some of his blood. So she kind of turns into like the Hulk, you know, in her own way. But, you know, she chooses, I guess, to stay permanently like in the Hulk kind of like form. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a lot easier for her because she can still talk and think and I guess control herself more than Bruce can because, you know, Bruce has got 100 percent Hulk running through him at all times. So, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Um, Abomination's going to be in it. So, you know. Maybe they might have some sick fights. Maybe it might just be like a Law and Order kind of thing. Um, I really hope that maybe they introduce Amadeus Cho in it. That would be pretty cool if uh, you know he's another Hulk. So maybe we'll just have all the Hulks all hulking out together, you know? Well, I think you're missing one very, very important thing that everyone forgets about the Edward Norton Hulk movie. The leader was in it. So I'm hoping we get to see the leader. Finally. It's been... 20 years. <laughs> it's been years. It's been 21 movies <laughs> since, and we still haven't seen the leader. So, yeah, I want the leader to be in this one. I have high hopes. Okay, okay. You think they're just going to paint her green and be like, okay, there? <laughs> or you think they're going to add some CGI? It's CGI. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're throwing a lot of money at these shows. So, one thing when they kind of like tease her a bit, like you only see like a clip of her, like from the you know, bottom and then. Cuts off like in the middle. Um, it doesn't look like you know really like they did too much CGC on it, like compared to you know Bruce Banner Hulk. She's rated. <laughs> he does it all the time, man. What I'm telling you, Young G, you can't take this away from him. This is his thing. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you going? You you want to say it? You want to tell? That's him? on purpose. You want to tell? Him? You did it on purpose, though, right? No, what he says CGC <laughs> CGI. See, you can't take that away from him, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one believes that. <laughs> but uh, I'm kind of digging it. She also uh, uses, you know, the old school um, uh, suit, jumpsuit. So yeah. that's pretty great. So hopefully, you know, you see some more of that. You know, the white, uh, purple it's suit. Like her, mm-hmm. like, it's like an athletic kind of uniform uh, okay. thing. Yeah. yeah. So. Not a pantsuit, right? Well, that's what she uses when she goes to the court of law. But 
when she's like regular, just like being a superhero, she's got kind of like a tracksuit. Yeah, kind of like that. Got it. You, you ever played a uh, Marvel Three tracksuit? <laughs> <laughs> Not fully. Like it doesn't have like the full legs. It's like it's shorts. Okay, it's okay, like, okay. I don't want to say tight, but you know, tight. Just, like, <laughs> tight. Uh, anything else you guys want to bring up? I don't know. I mean, telling us, showing us these these um, logos was nice and all, but if you don't got trailers to back them up, I could have waited like a couple more months to get a trailer out there. I kind of felt like this was maybe not poorly planned, but just like didn't necessitate its own day. I agree. Um, just give us a Spider-Man trailer and then, you know, let us ride that wave until Spider-Man's over and then tell us all about all these other shows. Not that like people aren't hyped, but you know, when you do this and then you drop a Spider-Man trailer like two weeks later, like all these shows have been swept under the rug. So. Two weeks oh. later, that was this has literally been in a span of days. Like there you go. Yeah, Disney, it was a Disney right. Day Plus was on oh, yeah. Friday. Friday. Yeah. It was that Friday that we and then we got the Spider-Man trailer this Tuesday. Like, come on, guys, you can't you can't do that <laughs> to yourselves. Like, <laughs> you're just cannibalizing your own market, you know. So I feel I definitely feel like it could have waited, but I mean. It's exciting. Uh, I feel like it's a lot. Not in like a, oh my God, I'm so burned out on Marvel kind of way. Because like, maybe you don't have to watch everything, everything. Like Unless I'm you're skipping. on this podcast where you have to watch everything, everything. <sighs> I'm skipping I Am Groot. I'm just going to cliff notes it or something. <laughs> but uh, New Rockstars, where you at? But um, yeah, you know, uh, it does seem like kind of a lot of things that are coming out. But I mean, Marvel has unlimited money. So good for them. I just hope they don't bombard us like, like the multiple things coming out at the same time. Can't do that. G- give them to me one at a time. Peace oh, them out okay. to me. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. All right, guys. So I guess we're going to wrap it up there. And um, again, this is Variant Bros issue number 13. And now I'm going to announce the winner that participated in our Facebook announcement. And that person is Esperanza Barragan. Thank you. You won a free comic. We'll be in touch. And now I'm pass it on to L Charms for his winner. All right, so we got two winners this week for L Charms' giveaway. First winner gets to pick which variant cover they want, and that first winner was Gutsy Girl Reads. We'll be hitting up your DMs. Just let us know how which one you want and how we deliver it to you. Next person who won is B Brandon. So look out on your DMs. You'll get a hit from us and let us know how you want this comic delivered. In one piece. <laughs> Congrats, guys. All right. So our next uh, variant issue is Hulk number one and Spider-Man new trailer. Yeah. And now I want to announce one of our listeners' fundraisers. It's called Rosarito Community Project. Again, this is for the underprivileged uh, families out in Mexico. So any donations are encouraged. Nothing too big, nothing too small. Uh, please uh, hit them up at Instagram at uh, Rosarito's Community Project. That being said, this is issue number 13. Thank you for listening. This is Matt D out. I remember my first grail. Follow us on our social medias at variantbros.com on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope you get lucky. I was going to do that. Lego Mago. <laughs>